With the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. A shiny new quarter, if you can tell me who sang this song. Is it Corey Hart? <laughs> Close. <laughs> Bobby Boris Pickett. Uh, the Monster Mash. But that's what we're doing. We're having some fun today with our favorite horror comedies. Welcome. This is the Fright Club Podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. And yeah, this is going to be fun. We've actually got back to our, our fuzzy math. We've got our top six, <laughs> five favorite horror comedies. Right. There were just too many. There were there were too many. Even with just six, there were too right. many we left off, so and we they're had fun. to go. Yeah. They're a lot of fun, so, you know, forgive us. I was never good in math, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be the top six. But first... A lot of thank yous in order for last week. You know, more than anything, I want to thank... And by the way, his name is not at Mac. although I say it like 80 times per... Because pro- I love that Knack-Mac is also... But his well, name is... Give the Twitter handle. That's, That's all right. His name is Neil McRoberts, and it was his idea some months back, the podcast that we did last week. And uh, it turned out really well, and I uh, got a lot of reaction. Although, if you actually listen, I sound a little hostile toward him, I think, for having put me through the ringer but i apologize if that's the case because it was it was a good show and i got a lot of feedback and yeah. thank you for that it was a really good uh a good idea neil and uh, it turned into a, a lot of fun a lot of people wanted to chime in because as as we talked about before every everybody is really bothered by different things yeah. so a uh, thank you for all that it was a lot of fun and uh we can now move on with our lives that's and right hopefully get our <laughs> <laughs> we spent a week watching funny movies <laughs> yeah, that's right. get over it was our that's own right. catharsis this is a good way to uh to get back into it and uh and also and it's a nice way to continue to uh get psyched for our return of fright club live that's right so uh so this wednesday wednesday july the 8th gateway film center 8 p.m. We're going to watch the movie Slither, which is so much fun to watch with a crowd. Just one of the most quotable, hilarious, gross, awesome movies ever. And uh, get there at 630. We'll have a happy hour. Uh, George and I will be there. We'll be throwing out some T-shirts and some prizes and yeah. some cocktails. Got so. a brand. We're not going to be throwing cocktails, no. are we? But we might. Things, <laughs> things get crazy. I make no promises. <laughs> we got a brand new box of Fright Club T-shirts. Woo-hoo! Uh, to give away, we've got uh, some concert tickets, I think I've rounded up, uh, and some prizes. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area, please, this is going to be a, a monthly thing. Hopefully uh, start a new tradition. It's Fright Club Live, going to be the second Wednesday of every month at the Gateway. And we're going to start with Slither. And yes, there's a good bet this is going to be on the list here that we're going to talk about. But but uh, all these deserve it, because you talk about uh, movies that are fun to watch with a crowd. Really, all of these are. Yeah. And actually, I want to really quickly just mention a funny movie for a different reason. So I have a Skeletons in the Closet once a month, the first uh, Sunday of every month. I do a a, a blog for uh, ScreenRalish.com, Skeletons in the Closet, where we look at a really, really bad horror movie from a big star. And because Ant-Man is coming out this month, I did Paul Rudd and Halloween 6, The nice. Curse of Michael Myers, which is such a just convoluted mess of a movie. Yeah. But Paul Rudd's all in, man. He is... Fully committed. He plays Tommy, the kid that Laurie Strode is, is babysitting in the very first film as Beautiful. an adult. Yeah. He's so great. He's so weird. And that alone is, is worth watching it. So so check that out over on uh, ScreenRelish.com. Yeah, we both actually review movies for ScreenRelish.com. Mm-hmm. It's a great website. Check it out. But uh, you've been doing these skeletons in the closet for a mm-hmm. while. And they're a lot of fun. And we were actually talking. We should do a podcast on those. Yeah. Uh, about these you could do a whole Horrible. one on Clooney. Yeah, Clooney, Clooney alone. alone. Yeah. But so many of these big stars get get you know, some FaceTime in these awful, awful horror movies like Grizzly 2. <laughs> um, 
But and by the way, quickly, speaking of Paul Rudd, if you're a fan and you haven't seen <gasps> the trailer for the new prequel to Wet Hot American Summer, oh my lord. First day of camp. It's a series. Check it out. Hilarious. Netflix. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Cannot, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, so funny. All right, but we're off the track. We are. We're off the track. We're talking about horror comedies. We're feeling better about life and humanity <laughs> after last week. And uh, we talk about movies, all of these are, as we said, uh, fun to see with a crowd. But this one... The first, I think the first time we saw it was with a crowd, was it, it not? It was. It was, oh. at the, uh, it was at the Horror Marathon, which is a great event everybody should look out for every October at the Drexel Theater in Columbus. They put on such a great event. 24 straight hours. Yeah, and we watched this with that crowd, and it was so much fun. So much fun from 2014, just last year. It's called Housebound. Some things have happened since I've been here. Things I can't explain. The restless spirit that lives in this house. What is your business here? So, are you happy to proceed with the story that Mr. McRandall was attacked by a vengeful ghost? Yes. Right on. Yeah, that is actually one. Even though it was just it was just shown at the twenty four hour marathon, we we should really try to get this for Fright Club Live because it's so much fun. Yeah, and and it didn't get much distribution in uh, U.S. at all. Right. So very few people got the chance to see it, let alone see it on a big screen with a crowd. So that, I think that's a great idea. And I just right away in that in that clip when she <laughs> when she says, "I'm gonna smash it in the face." Yeah, I love that. She, Morgan O'Reilly. She is so great so in this movie. So great. Oh my God. She's so, so it's a movie, right? She's, she's under house arrest. She has to go back to her mom's house. And uh, she's stuck there. She's got the, the thing on her foot. And, and, uh, and, and the reason that she left in the first place, which she's starting slowly to remember, is that weird stuff happens in the house. And so it's a mystery thriller and a horror comedy. It's gross. It's hilarious. It's incredibly surprising. And she's the linchpin because she's just this look of disgust on her face <laughs> all the time. And then at the same time, you can see her be mean to somebody who loves her and is kind of a dumbass. And then just for this flicker of compassion, like, oh, my God, I can't. I believe I just it's she's she is hilarious she's so funny she really is she just pulls it together and it's not only is it fun it might be among the most uh, of this list the most actual horrific I yeah. mean there are parts of it where, where you're like oh no this is an actual horror movie yeah. and then it gets funny again yeah. and it's it's just I, I keep saying this but it's just so much fun and I don't I'm gonna slaughter this name because I tried to I've never heard it pronounced ever but the woman who plays her mother Rima Diwiata I think is how you would pronounce it right. she's also yeah. spot on perfect she she's so she great is. plus who doesn't love I love New Zealand accents <laughs> they just I think because of Flight of the Concords I'm just trained to <laughs> laugh every time I hear a New Zealand accent yeah it is good and just and I, I know I butchered it but just the way she says that I'm gonna smash it in the face because it's a a play on those you know helpless horror movie victims you know, they're just screaming and make stupid decisions and don't know what to do. And she's all the other way. Oh, no, Jesus, yeah. I'm fighting back. I'm and gonna I'm smash it in the face. <laughs> she's great. Yeah, that one is, is. I can't believe it was just last year. Yeah. That this came out. Oh, yeah. It was on our it was on our list of the best movies of 2014. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's so much fun. And you know what? It's funny. As long as we're talking about it, there are a couple of others that didn't make the list that you could certainly watch that are in the same vein. One would be New Zealand's What We Do in the Shadows, which yeah. is a really great, very funny. It's really not a horror film at all. But it's about vampires and zombies and werewolves, and yeah. it's it's adorable, really, that was, is that, what it is. That, that was, was that was on our list of best movies of last year, was it no, not? Actually, what? that's this year. That's a 2015 film. It is? Yeah. Okay. All right, must, so, must have been right on the right on the Right cusp. on the cusp. Yeah. 
I could uh, be crazy. It could have been the end of last year. I don't think so. I think so. it was. Well, I think it was. It's a recent movie. It's fun. It's yeah. so fun. And another one actually really reminds me of this movie is called Sightseers. So it's a uh-huh. British film. It's the same guy, Ben Wheatley, the same guy who made uh, Kill List. Very different from Kill List. And it's, Wait, um, if you mention Kill List, we'll have to pause to say, thank you. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. And it's, uh, it's a couple... Uh, and they go on sort of a camping trip and wreak havoc. And it's one of those really just bone dry, goofy, funny, bloody as hell uh, horror comedies that uh, I don't think was ever released here. And it's another one that, that we'll like, like eventually to get on for our, our live event. But it's, yeah. oh my God, it's so much fun. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Um, but Housebound at number six. Uh, yeah, that's so right, right there where you know. If that's number six, this is a good list <laughs> of our top six, top five. And, uh,. <laughs> At number five is another one. We're going to end up saying... Classic. We're going to end, end up saying so much fun so many times. <laughs> we're going to have to think of a different way to say it. But uh, from 2010, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Did you see the way those guys looked at us? No. <laughs> we got your friend. They captured Allison. <laughs> oh, it's the pancakes. You hate pancakes. I'm, I'm going to make you something else. This is a suicide pact. These kids are coming out here and they're killing themselves all over the woods. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. This is one that you can recommend to anybody. You know, if you don't like horror movies, if you do like horror movies, you know, uh, uh, I've mentioned before our friend Christy Robb, who sometimes reviews films for us, her husband does not like horror movies. But this is one they can both watch together. It's it's so funny, and it's such a spot-on parody of the, you know, the hillbillies are coming yeah, for you movies. It really is. It's and Oh, my God. It's so Just funny. Just from the very beginning, when they, they pass them in the truck, uh, pass the kids in the truck and give them this, this dumb hillbilly look, and of course, the kids think, "Oh, they're creepy," and they're, oh, yeah. you know, they're just being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan Tudyk, uh, Steve, Steve the, the pirate. pirate, we love Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's so great in it, and uh, and and um, Taylor Labine. So they're the two. They're the yeah. two rubes, Tucker and Dale. Yeah, they're they're going to their uh, cabin hideout for the weekend, and then you know, also camping are these coeds from college, and they. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, it's so funny. Everything that could go wrong goes wrong, and and the. Uh, Tucker and Dale, the only thing they can convince themselves is some sort of suicide pact among yeah. the kids. Which is great oh because then he says, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and every time they just find different ways for these kids to be killed, or when the kids hide in the woods and try to figure out a way to rescue their friend, they keep watching them do just random things and convince themselves, oh, it's some sort of, she's, they're making her dig her own grave. Yeah. Or, you know, when <laughs> nothing could be further from what's going on, but it, it it's so great. And then when he's got the uh, the chainsaw and he hits some bees, <laughs> which makes him run through just swinging the chainsaw. <laughs> oh, it's just classic. It's yeah. just so great. Yeah. It's so fun. Like you said, it's so fun. Or the guy, and I'm going to end up, if, if no one's seen it, I apologize because we're giving everything away. But when the guy <laughs> dives into the wood chipper, <laughs> he's, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, just a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... It is. It, it makes so much good use and, and good fun of those types of, uh, you know, very common cliches of the backwoods horror yeah. movies. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. John Dean, who's a listener and is also he's a regular at the, the live events. He brought up this movie Student Bodies, which is like the earliest sort of horror spoof yeah. that I can think of. And uh, not a great movie, but it's kind of worth remembering. It's like from 1984. And, and it, but it's, it's the same concept. It's just a spoof of what you expect to see in a horror movie. But uh, one that's great 
that kind of reminds me a little bit of this Tucker and Dale's. It's a it's an Australian movie. It's called A Hundred Bloody Acres, mm-hmm. and it's funny and gross, and there's hillbillies, and uh, and it's just really worth checking out. <laughs> and by the way, if you can tell, we're not mentioning those scary movie one through eight because they're they're worthless. Oh yeah, they're, just worthless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, student bodies. Good call, John. That was that was had to be one of the first of of this type of horror parody, didn't it? I parody, think so. It? I remember there was a Saturday the 14th. I remember that from yeah. when I was a kid. I mean, they did yeah. a few of them. 100 Bloody Acres, by the way, was something that uh, Corey Metcalf, senior Aussie correspondent, Corey Metcalf recommended <laughs> recommended for this list. That's a good one. Tucker and Dale uh, from 2010. And really staying with the backwoods type <laughs> of uh, type, type of setting, uh, our number four horror comedy just from uh, 2012, The Cabin in the Woods. Time says closed. We're looking for, uh, what's it called? Tillerman Road. Not to get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. The lambs have passed through the gate. They are come to the killing floor. I seriously believe something weird is going on. We have to stay together. This isn't right. We should split up. Yeah, good idea. Really? We've talked about this a lot uh, with good reason because you talk about just nailing the fun of these these uh, horror cliches, boy, and then taking it in a totally new direction. Oh, this yeah. was just genius. Yeah, it really was. So Joss Whedon, who is one of the greatest, really, screenwriters ever, not to mention a really great director, he co-wrote this screenplay with uh, the director, Drew Goddard. And it's such a celebration of, like, every good horror movie they've ever seen. It's so much fun. Um, and, and the performances are all really great. But uh, in particular, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford, who yeah. are in, like, the control room. Yeah. Oh, my they God. They are just spot on perfect. They are. They really are. And because, that elevator ride. Yeah. <laughs> the elevator ride is perfect to the big uh, cameo uh, that you don't expect uh, toward the end mm-hmm. there is great. But, yeah, the two guys in the control room, it's great because... It almost works on the mundaneness of office work. Right. You know, almost like an office space. They're just doing their job, and they know how it's going to go, because it goes this way every time, and, you know, they suddenly, you know, um, pull strings to make these characters do certain things when, when the guy says, no, we should split up. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, and they're guided in their actions to do certain things, and they're just going through their humdrum, you know, humdrum affairs, and then things start going, you know, off the rails a little bit. And, it, and why? Because the one character smokes so much pot. I sort of always <laughs> love that. That is because the guy was such a stoner that there's no way to you can't you can't rewire him. He's not he's not right. falling for it, which is really funny. Right, it is. <laughs> and gives you know, it gives a lot to think about to all you stoners out there. You maybe save you'll the, save us all. Maybe save the world one day. <laughs> but uh, but it is. It does it manages to be to be bloody um and to make I don't want to say make fun, but to poke some gentle, you know, nudge, nudge at these at these cliches, mm-hmm. and just turn it around so that it it turns into it, just a, just a blast. Oh, you, yeah. you know, all the way back to. Of course, you've got someone uh, who meets the gang uh, on the outskirts, and, and oh, at you a don't gas want, station. You don't yeah. want to go in there. Oh, yeah. You know that sort of thing. Oh, but yeah, his call into the office. Am I on speakerphone? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite joke in the whole movie. Am I on speakerphone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, and it's uh, it got a lot of um, a lot of attention, and deservedly mm-hmm. so. I think I don't know if it became it did really well at the box office, right? I, yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Is there any? Has there been any talk of a sequel? Because, yes. Oh, I, if you go, I, I don't know anything about it, but if you go to IMDb right now, it says Cabin in the Woods Two. So I don't know anything else about it except that there's at least a title. Um, so. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, well, well, Chris you, Hemsworth can't be in it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, usually, <laughs> if there's yeah, if usually if a movie makes that much money, they're going to do a sequel, yeah. whether the people involved like it or not. Yeah, but um, if it can be even you know even halfway as intelligent, yeah, uh, and well and well done as uh, as Cabin in the Woods, I'm in because it was just a just a blast in that year's movies. Almost like sometimes when you get a movie like that, it's just like a Speaking of a cliche, a breath of fresh air, but oh, it yeah. is. Oh, right? totally oh, is. Yeah. that is just fun to go oh, see. Yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. There's one. There's one that could have made this list, but we can't have 15 Cabin in the Woods type movies in this list. But it's a very similar film called Dead Snow, and it's yeah. Oh my god, hilarious yeah. and bloody, and uh, you know the, a lot uh, of intestines with the Nazis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Nazi zombies. You Nazi- can't go wrong with <laughs> Nazi zombies. It's, it's kind of funny that it took that long. Well, of course, <laughs> Nazi zombies. You know, we've had zombievers. You know. <laughs> Uh, we got to get some Nazi zombies. Yeah, and didn't they make they made a Death they Snow did. too? They, they did Death Snow two, Red versus Dead, where right. I didn't um, somebody see that. brings uh, the communist zombies back to fight the Nazi zombies. It's it's not as good, but it's, it's it's still very fun. And the thing about both of them, they're incredibly bloody. You know, it's <laughs> like sometimes you'll see a horror comedy, and it gets it's more comedy than horror. This one is like no 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 no. Have some entrails. Here you go. Um, but they're both really fun. But the first Dead Snow, God, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see uh, Red vs. Dead, but I remember when you did, mm-hmm. right? You reviewed that one, so so that's another one um, in the same type of Cabin in the Woods type. Yeah, type I mean, fun, if you but, see if you've seen the movie Cabin in the Woods, you're like, oh, I don't need to see that again. But maybe you haven't seen one of the Dead Snows. You should check them out. Yeah, check that one out. All right, so uh, that's number four, our top six, top five, and uh, number three, another fun one. God, these are all so much fun. Uh, from 2004, Shaun of the Dead. Please pay attention. This message is for your own safety. Our nation is in crisis. A state of emergency has been declared. Should you find your safety compromised, it is vital that you do not panic. Trying to avoid detection. Two seconds. Always given away by the cell phone. When the zombies come. <laughs> that is, uh, of course, the guys uh, from, um, they, they went on, they've done a lot. They've, they've since... Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, parody, and then they've done The wor- the World's End. Yeah. So they've parodied all sorts of different movies. You know, the Hot Fuzz. I think somebody actually brought up Hot Fuzz for this countdown. Bridget did, because there is, but, there is like a, yeah. there's like a coven, but it's, but it's clearly, it's a great movie, but it's clearly a send-up of buddy cop movies. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what it is. It's, yeah. and, and, you know, in particular, um, Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> Point Break. But, oh my, yeah. it's a great one. Uh, and, at World's End is great fun. And yeah, that's the a, World's End, they... That's the sort of body snatchers yeah. send-up. Westworld um, type of oh, thing, yeah. robots. Simon Pegg, and, anything he does. Nick Frost. Yeah. Edgar Wright is the director. Um, they're just always hilarious and spot-on as parodies go. Yeah, and it's got that droll, dry, British-type <laughs> humor uh, it, it, that, makes it, that makes it a blast. And when they're, you know, they go... At one point, they're uh, going through their album collection and throwing <laughs> albums. And, no, not this one. They want to keep this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, ah. the zombies keep coming, but but it's the same thing. It takes well known uh, aspects of the genre and just and just has a has a bunch of fun with them. And as as well as all these films do it, it almost seems like each one kind of gives it its own fresh take on it. Yeah, I think for me, I think Shaun of the Dead is it, Shaun of the Dead is I think for a lot of people sort of the classic horror comedy. Um, and and it's also I think maybe the first 
Zom rom com, um, in that it really is a romantic <laughs> comedy. <pending. laughs> That's right. It really is a romantic comedy and a horror comedy at the same time. And it's you know it, it is. It's just so droll. It's so well cast, top to bottom. Bill Nye. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah Bill um, Nye, always great. Yeah, it's ju- it's just um, it's just so fun and in a way adorable. And also, uh, as is often the case with I think British horror, you know the the foul language is just inspired. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, as we talked about that with Housebound. It's fun with their accents. Yeah. You know, oh, isn't that cute? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, and they have to go, you know, they go through the uh, pack of zombies, and they and they have fun with that uh, twist on it where they, oh, let's just act like zombies, <laughs> and move slowly, and get to the, they always want to get to a bar. That's right, right? everybody's <laughs> going to a pub. Yeah, everybody's going to the pub. <laughs> Uh, the Winchester. Have, yeah, they, <laughs> that's right. The Winchester might have been where they got the uh, the idea for the world's end. But yeah, but uh, yeah, and it, boy, it's it's funny to me that this was over ten years ago. I, you know, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I would never have realized that this film was so old. Yeah, and it br- brought both those guys kind of on the radar. And of course, Simon Pegg has gone now. He's in the Star Trek franchise oh, yeah. and everything else. Oh my god, he's so great in the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the things about Shaun of the Dead, though, is that it, it, it really, uh, more than the others, mines some pretty common ground. Because if there is a horror comedy like monster, it's the zombie. There, you know, people use the zombie for horror comedies. They always have. Um, and some of the greatest, well, one of them that, that I can't believe I left off this list, to be honest, it was very close, Zombieland. Yeah. Oh, my God, what a great movie. We and, love and, Zombieland. And we, actually, because I was sad about that, I wrote it up for the Saturday Screamer. So you can see a write-up on Zombieland, one of just my favorites ever. It's on ScreenRelish.com right now. Um, and it's it's kind of the American counterpart for me to Shaun of the Dead. It's a romantic comedy. It's full-on American, though, because of the Woody Harrelson character, Tallahassee, and yep. all of the guns and ammo and the, oh, my God, but... He is such a great character yeah. in this movie. But it's it's interesting, though. As much as we love it, we have come across a number of people who don't. Yeah, it's got a lot of hate. It I don't does. know why. I don't, I don't understand it either. Maybe it's not, for the for the purists, is it not enough horror and too much comedy? I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think it is hilarious. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the final scene at the amusement park is not not I mean, it's maybe my favorite action sequence outside of like the alien franchise of all time it's just so well shot yeah. you're sure he sacrificed himself so it's very emotional you got the clown zombie chasing chasing jesse eisenberg yeah. it's the best it's so great i love that and movie. of course the bill murray cameo oh, just puts stop it, it over oh the top oh my god yeah and what so did great. you you just we were you just told me the other day you read somewhere it was not supposed to be bill murray what was that actually story? funny charlie Charlie, a listener, uh, told us, and now I can't remember who he said it was supposed to be because Uh, we had been drinking when he told us. What? (laughs) Um, We were at the pub. (laughs) (laughs) So, Charlie, I apologize. So, we were talking, and and so you'll have to tweet it to us. Who who is it supposed to be? Yeah, he said it was not supposed to be Bill Murray, which I can't imagine any other uh, cameo being better because that was just perfect. It was. You know, I just saw Eddie Van Halen at the. How is he? Oh, he's a zombie. (laughs) Which might be more true now than not. But (laughs) do you have any regrets? Maybe Garfield. <laughs> that was so great. That was so that great. Was. But I want to th- run through a couple of others. Uh, they were recommendations. They are great movies. They didn't quite make the list. Well, actually, one is one of my favorites. Very few people have seen it. It's called Juan of the Dead. J-U-A-N. It's a Cuban oh, film. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so much Juan. fun. Juan. of, Juan the, of dead. the Dead. It's awesome. It's awesome. So check that out. Obviously, also Return of the Living Dead, which uh, Charles on Twitter recommended. And um, Linnea Quigley. Yeah. Right? Redhead Naked Zombie Dancing and Return of the Living Dead. She follows us on Twitter. She was like one of the first Shout people. Out. She was like one of the first people to follow us on Twitter, and I was so excited, you like were. unreasonably excited. You were so. Um, 
But that's a great one. And then uh, the next two, uh, Brandon Thomas, who, who uh, on Twitter threw out there, and they are pretty obvious. And I'm sorry because people are going to be mad they didn't make the list. Dead Alive. Yeah, that's another great New Zealand horror comedy. Dead Alive, so great, and Evil Dead too. So people are going to be mad that they didn't make it because yeah. they're funny. George is not a huge fan of the Evil Dead, the first three, because, well, they're so stoogesy, which is not comedy that really appeals to either one of us all that much. But Evil Dead 2, the second one, is actually pretty great. Yeah, but then, you know, I, I totally reversed my position with the new franchise, yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah. I loved it. Yep. Loved it. So, yeah, I'll take the, you know... I'll wear it for that one. Yeah. I just don't. I don't really like the Dead uh, Alive is pretty great though. We, you know what? We should do a countdown one time of Splatter, best Splatter, mm. because Dead Alive's clearly on that. That just the lawnmower scene alone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's a lawnmower scene, <laughs> um, but those were all good, um, good Zombies, submissions. Yeah. So, yeah, all, all great. All just all great zombie horror comedies. All of those right yeah. there. All we're seeing. Yeah, uh, but not really zombies. Moving into the uh, the top two, and we talked about this number at number two before because it's going to be our. Fright Club Live Woo! this Wednesday. Slither. From Universal Pictures. Great is sick or something. Comes a film so shocking. Uh, we got a real problem here. So disgusting. Don't let him in your mouth! It will change the face ah! of horror. Marriage is a sacred bond. For better or worse. Much worse. And if you haven't seen it... Um, it's kind of star packed now. You got Elizabeth Banks in there, yeah. who's gone on a big time. You've got Nathan Fillion, mm-hmm. who is uh, Castle, I guess. Is that yeah. show still on? I have no idea. That's TV, but he's done a lot of movies, and he's always good. He's always great. Uh, he was in the the uh, Joss Whedon's yeah. uh, redo of Shakespeare. Oh my god, he was uh, so funny! He in that. stole that movie. He totally yeah. did uh, a few years ago. But but Slither, it's it's the if you've probably seen the poster or at least the trailer where people get infected. By these little wormy things, yeah. and mainly it's Elizabeth Banks's husband, Michael Rooker. Woo! Michael yeah. Rooker, everybody loves Michael Rooker, right? Yeah. I mean, he's on The Walking Dead. Henry. He's of course Henry. He is Henry, a portrait of serial killer. I love Michael Rooker. Yeah, um, uh, and then he's in Guardians, Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy because it's the same writer director, James Gunn, yeah. who has a, a long history in horror. Actually, not that many people realize that he wrote the screenplay for the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is a great movie. He also was with Troma. For a long time, and he pays a little pays a little homage to that because the the hillbilly mom is and her daughter her kid they're watching Toxic Avenger in this yeah. in this movie in Slither they're home watching Toxic Avenger classy mom <laughs> which is great and then one of the other things I really like about this is that he, you know he kind of slyly if you the viewer like horror movies you know the odes it's like there are so many scenes out of this in this movie that are like stolen directly from a favorite of my childhood uh, Night of the Creeps. Which is such a terrible movie, but it's about slugs that come from outer space and they turn you into zombies. Oh, that sounds familiar. Right. And then also, and, and the, the bathtub scene, that's right out of Cronenberg's, uh, it, it came from within, also called Shivers, and, yeah. which is another one. It's about, it's about slugs that yeah. possess you, you know? And um, so, so and it, but it never feels derivative. This movie is so fresh and so quotable and funny. So oh quotable. my God. And gross. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, it but is. But it's hilarious. Especially that big, when she's sort swollen of, yeah, up. Yeah, the big sort of, yeah, oh my well, God. And then Michael Rooker starts turning into, yeah. yeah, yikes. But it is. It's so quotable. Everybody is great. It's got that whole, you know, small town sheriffy type thing going on. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's one that is going to be, if you're in our area, again, a lot of fun to watch with a crowd because we've talked about this with a few uh, of our like-minded folk here in town, and it's, I was kind of surprised how many people have not seen it right and you know what else one of the things that i like about it is is, is similarly to tucker and dale versus 
um, evil. It, it, everybody likes it. You don't have to be a big horror fan because yeah. it's not scary, right. though it's gross. But it's not scary. Um, and it's it's incredibly funny and really, really well written. So I think that it's it's just a crowd pleaser. Yeah. I think it's a good one to kick the series off with because it's a crowd pleaser. And it's just, yeah, it's just very likable. I yeah. don't know how you can come out because yeah. it, it has got a quick pace. It moves oh, yeah. right along. Things happen. Uh, and yeah, and it, it keeps it keeps you guessing, and and uh, it's just it is it's a blast. Going to be a blast to see with the crowd. So another shameless plug for this Wednesday <laughs> night, Fright Club Live. We're going to uh, watch Slither. That's our number two, and our number one man gets funnier every time I see it, and uh, especially this scene. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Look at that subtle off-white coloring, the tasteful thickness of it. Oh my God. It even has a watermark. Something wrong? Patrick? You're sweating. American Psycho from 2000. The the business card scene, it's become... Oh, it's become so iconic with good reason. Because even if you didn't know the first time how outright of a black comedy it is, I mean, just just watch it again. Listen to it again. And how we... His face, his his neck just tenses up when he realizes he's he's been one upped on the business cards. Oh my god! Uh, and then once you're into that uh, frame of mind to watch this thing as a comedy, it is just brilliant. Oh, it is. And the other obviously really iconic scene, of course, is the Huey Lewis the news scene. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god! You know, and God, star studded, right? Yeah. Jared Leto and Reese Witherspoon, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Oh, um, yeah. There, are, I mean, there's a million, and of course, obviously Christian Bale, who I don't think um, you know people really realized. This was the movie, I think, that made people realize what a genius he is as an actor. I mean, he he could not be any better. He really couldn't. So so great. I mean, even when he's going through, you know, when he's going through his his bathroom regime, and he's you know he's got the voiceover and oh, talking yeah. about oh, all God. the creams and all the things, and and it's just such a brilliant take on that era mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. And just the dark, dark uh, comedy. I mean, just coal black. Yeah. Uh, to the, on the way to all the way out to the end there when he's just running naked with a with a with a chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. After and her name is Kara Seymour. And for me, she's like she's such a pivotal character in this movie. She's the prostitute, the the less expensive prostitute, yeah. and then she he, that he goes back to a second time. And her performance is just so tender and weary, you know. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that make the film work is that you don't full-on hate anybody, even the contemptible people. There's something about them that you just feel a little bit of compassion for, which makes the whole movie compelling. It also looks perfect. Mary Heron directed this, and and the way that she has, she's just, you know, crafted this stylish, superficial 80s, oh my God, yeah. it just looks awesome. Yeah, and, and really it's summed up in that speech he gives about Huey Lewis. Oh, yeah. Talking about consumerism and, you know, following the crowd and everything like that. And uh, it's it's so, it's so such a good take on, on that era. And I know there's been talk about how the movie version differs from the book. Now, I didn't read the book. No. And I know there are some people who are not happy with the movie version in addition to the book. I don't know about that. But I know just as a film, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. And one of the things we talk about when we talk about the influence that a director has you told me that story about oh, yeah. in the in the scene where Willem Dafoe is first um interrogating Christian Bale Patrick about the murder um Mary Heron had told apparently when shooting the scene shot it three different ways and told uh Willem Dafoe to approach it number one as if he already knew he already you know uh, suspected uh Christian Bale number two as if he didn't and 
through as if he what didn't know. Yeah, I wasn't sure yet. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And, That's great. Yeah, and so there are two major scenes with the two of them. One is at a restaurant. One is at the office. And and she did the same thing both times. And then just sort of you know with each just shot sort of toggled back and forth among the three. And yeah. it just makes the scenes so weird. And it, it makes the Willem Dafoe character so weird. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's just a genius idea. That's just a real quick snapshot of the influence a director yeah. uh, can have in a movie getting uh, their vision, his or her vision, across. And in this case, I think she got her vision across 1,000% oh, yeah. with the help of a fantastic cast. Oh. You know, and it, we look at it through the rest of this list, it's certainly not laugh out loud, you know, guffaws, but but in its own way, it's just hilarious. Oh, it is. Yeah. So that's that's our number one, and maybe you know, maybe you disagree. Don't look at it as a as a comedy, and that's fine too. So let us know. As always, uh, we love to keep uh, keep talking about it. Uh, easiest way is on Twitter. We are at Mad Wolf Two uh, Ds, um, but we've got the uh, Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and MadWolf.com. But that's our top six, top five of uh, <laughs> favorites horror comedies. So what do you think? So next week, we're going to talk about documentaries. Speaking of Charlie, who had that piece of information we couldn't remember, he thought that that would be a good topic, and I'm more mostly through looking at some options, so yeah. we're going to do that. I think that would be a cool one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's one that I, got to be honest, didn't really, it's hard to, to grab some right away. I mean, when you talk about uh, horror comedies, oh, yes, this, 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 oh, and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about horror documentaries, ooh. Yeah. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Because you right away, at least for me, I start thinking about true crime yeah, documentaries. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, there are certainly a lot of horrific true crime uh, stories that have been made into uh, documentaries. but So maybe you've got some great uh, thoughts that we haven't even thought of yet. We'd love to hear those about your favorite horror documentaries. Let us know. So we look forward to that. Uh, We've got Best Feminist Horror coming oh, up. We've yeah. got Best British Horror coming up. Woo. Both of those with uh, senior correspondents joining. <laughs> and of course, biggest thing, Wednesday night yeah. at the live event. So come out. Yeah, Seriously, the, come out. The rebirth of Fright Club Live. It is going to be a blast. Uh, Wednesday night at the Gateway uh, Film Center in Columbus, Ohio. Please do. Uh, if you can't make it, if you're not in the area, we will have a full report. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you'll be there in spirit, and we appreciate it as we watch the number two in our list. That is Slither. Um, so best horror comedies this week. Thank you. We're looking forward to next week, the documentaries. And then, uh, as you said, feminist and British and beyond. Um, always love that you uh, that you are checking it out. So until next week. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf. This is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay frightful, my friends. <laughs>